You said that. Welcome to another episode of Sports and Songs Podcast. We're your hosts, Dan and Andy. Andy, how are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. We're in season three, episode number 23. Today is April 24th, 2022. Uh, we're on the, uh, the, the sports segment. Yes. A sports segment only, and we're going to break it up here this week and do a song segment later. Keep the two separate here as a trial run over the summertime. Yep. See how it goes. So we have a lot of baseball stuff to talk about in the summer, so we're going to try to split it up so the episodes don't get too long. So I've got a trivia question. You've got yes. a bunch of other sports. Uh, let's kick it off with the trivia question. Yep, fire away. Miguel Cabrera. I've heard of him. Made Mickey or a Miggy. Made Miggy. 3,000 hits. Uh, was it just today or yesterday? Yesterday. Yesterday. 3,000 hits, uh, great milestone. For uh, that, uh, Miggy, 3,000 career hits. He's been all over the news. I figure we make bring him into the trivia this week. So the question is, when was his first hit, the month oh. of the year of his very first hit? And okay. the bonus question is, what team was he playing on? What team? Okay. So that's the question. Miguel Cabrera, first Major League Baseball hit. He got called up. Didn't break camp with the team. He got called up midseason. Yeah. Um, if you look at the early pictures of him, he's real skinny like most young kids when they come up. But unlike Barry Bonds, he can, I think, credit the buffet for how he's gotten bigger, not per se powder. Right? Yes. Yeah, I did see that video when I was looking this up, and um, – very almost unrecognizable. I didn't. I didn't know that. So. Very skinny little boy then. Young, a... young kid. But that's what I've got for the trivia. Use All right. Your, uh, feel free to use Google research. Search it up if you can for the show. Andy's going to kick it off here with sports next. Yeah, we'll go on here. Little Miggy stuff there. All right, let's we'll go here. Our friend Miggy. All right. Whoops. That's not the right button. You think I've never done this before? Okay. High school baseball has started. Um, they don't. They only got a handful of games in. You can check out standings. We're just gonna go with the preseason rankings right now for this year, or what it was. Um, they just had these out on the first of April. So there's four A. Their standings: Farmington number one, Stillwater Andover. There's a Hopkins at six. Albert uh, Saint Michael Albertville seven. Tonka eight. Moundsview at ten. Three A. Mankato West, number one. Uh, St. Thomas Academy at four. Mankato East at 10. So there we go. West and East, bookending it there. 2A, Glenville Silver Lake, one. Perham, two. There's Bell Plain at four. And Southwest Christian at nine. Then 1A, looks like looks like every other sport in 1A for the winter there. Hayfield, wow. one. New York Mills, two. Randolph, three. Um, Saw that a lot in basketball and football, those teams right up there a lot. So baseball is here. Um, NCAA, some of their standings right now in the top 10. These are as of the 17th. Tennessee, Oregon State, and Oklahoma State. And other their previous rankings, I mean, Stanford goes from 22 to 7. Hmm. Virginia Tech comes from 21 to 8. So there's a lot of bouncing around worse. And they jump worse here than they do in basketball. So that's what makes college baseball so fun to watch. Wow. The tournaments. You could three-game sweep or three-game sweep, depending on who it is. You could make some movements. So uh, always fun to keep track of, watching the games. 
Good times, good times. Um, in fact, Vanderbilt had a team no-hitter this week. Hmm. So congrats to them. Go for baseball. Obviously, we didn't see them on there. At 11 and 25, you're not going to see them on there. Um, I do not have today's game here, but uh, they had St. Thomas. They lost to St. Thomas on Tuesday. Uh, they'd split so far with Penn State going into today's game. But uh, the one the other day did give Coach Anderson number 600 in Big Ten play, so congrats yeah. to Coach Anderson there. Uh, here's their upcoming games. They got the the Bunnies on Tuesday, St. Thomas got Wednesday, then they go to Michigan State, so that could be a, a long weekend there too. Gals go for softball, 2019-1. and one. Um, The Wisconsin games were both postponed because of uh, some weather. Maryland, again, don't have today's game, but they were split so far. See, that first game was 13 to 1 through five innings, kind of a mercy rule game right there. And then uh, lost one to six, then today's game. They uh, drew just over 1,000 fans, 1,050 for one of their home games. That's a sellout for the girls there, so congrats to them. Keep that in mind. And here's their upcoming games. They got the Tommies, and then they go to Michigan also. Bison baseball, just because it's baseball, still pronounced Bison. 23-13, uh, lost a close one in Nebraska and then took two out of three from ORU. The upcoming games, they got Valley City State, and then they go to the Bunnies. For three there, that should be interesting. So here's the standings. Bison are in first place. Omaha second, ORU third, and the Bunnies fourth. Tight overall. Um, you got the conference records, overall records. Bison are 24 and 12. South Dakota State's 15 and 17, but like any other teams with rivalries, you can throw the records out the book or out the window, they say. But uh, overall, let's see. Bison 24 and 12. ORU's 22 and 15. Omaha's only at 18 and 18, but these records are conference standings where Omaha's 9 and 5. Crown College uh, did some sweep in there, North, North Central. Um, in Coon Rapids, 12-1, 13-3, and 12-0. They're proof to 18-9 overall. Upcoming games, they're at North Central then. Games again, we played Coon Rapids. And then uh, Minnesota Morris and Northland will be at St. Bonnie on Thursday the 28th. Um, we have some other games coming up later in the week there, too, to round it off. Northfield, Morris, and North Carolina. College, uh, Minnesota Moore is on the 27th, and then Northland 28th. Standings, there's Crown at first. 11-2 with a nine-game winning streak. 11-2 in conference, 18-9 overall. Just powering everybody down. North Central there, you see, with 4-6 and six in conference, 7-8 and eight overall. Team just swept. So there are about a 500 team coming in. Crown just has a – it's going, going away with it right now. Town Ball. Uh, Fox 9 did release their schedule coming out, and we'll, we got that on our Facebook page. But the one that means most, uh, most to me here, they'll be in town, in the Watertown, uh, on the June 8th, 5 p.m. We will be there um, watching the game, enjoying. And uh, check out the schedule. So we got it on our Facebook page, or you go to channel9s.com slash townball and see the schedule and catch a game there. Always a good time there with uh, the, the group from Channel 9. Now, the game itself, I believe, is 7 p.m. It says 5 here. That's okay. when they start all the, 
is that when the event starts? Yeah, so that's when everything starts. Okay, gotcha. The game itself is showing seven. up for the game at seven. You won't get in. Okay. You'll get a bad seat. So. Oh sure, they do fill up. Boy, that yes. uh, that's fun to. The weather's nice. That those events are super great. Uh, yeah, yeah, and parking's kind of scarce down there, so be prepared. Minnesota Volleyball Gophers, the gals do have four spring games coming up here, April 2nd at Blue Earth High School, April 9th against North Dakota State. Well, not, they're not playing Blue Earth High School. They're playing South Dakota at Blue Earth High School. Play the Bison at Lakeville North High School on the 9th, St. Thomas on campus, and Kansas State or at Simpson College. So some spring games for the Lady Volleyballers. And the Big Ten announced – Minneapolis is going to host the 23 and 24 Big Ten Women's Basketball Tournament and the 24 Men's Basketball Tournament. And Indianapolis will continue to host the football championships for the next couple of years. Wow. So yeah. the men's, you know, they hosted it at Chicago for a handful of years, then Indianapolis I yep. think, a handful of years. And is it a two-year Is it a two year bid then? Two well, the, the, the men are just the one year for one year. The, the gals have two years. Women's are two. Okay. Yep. I think because we're kind of in the rotation for the tournament, the big tournament all the oh, time. That's, that's good. That's a Big Ten. They've never hosted that before. Right. That, it's is, always been that brings a Illinois lot of Indiana. Yeah, Illinois and Indiana has always had it. Indiana's always had the football as far as I know. Wow. We can get the grips off of them for that for a little bit. We'll see how that works. Interesting. Jazz Shelley, uh, University of Nebraska, gals basketball player. She's uh, one of the dual citizenship people, which is fine, just – for the point you need to know this, uh, with the NIL deals now, she said she's excited to announce that she could participate in NIL deals with companies from both inside and outside of the United States. Her being from Australia, she could advertise some stuff from Australia. So good for her. And that's where some of these people at that year, the, four, the kids from other countries can advertise back home too. So look for stuff like that. That's all going to be coming up for uh, – commercial uh, they've all done individual commercials here and there but now they could really instead of doing it for joe's grocery store they could do it for nike so that's the difference soapbox time follow along and try not to send hate mail rob parker reporter put this out the mets have always shot themselves in the foot they've always said that this is why they're a second-rate organization, because they can't seem to get it right. I get the Tom Seaver, Tom Terrific. I grew up in Queens, Parker says. I grew up a Mets fan. There's a great pitcher and a Hall of Fame pitcher. There's no doubt about him deserving a statue in the Mets. Having a day for him is possibly long overdue, but you cannot do it on Jackie Robinson Day. Uh, Jackie Robinson Day was the 15th. They did the statue on the 16th. Two different days. Not Jackie Robinson weekend. It's Jackie Robinson day. We had this little uh, lockout thing that kind of threw some things off there, Mr. Parker. They wanted to do the Tom Seaver thing, their home opener. That's when this weekend was. Things got jumbled around, so just relax. <laughs> just relax. <laughs> Bosses see they had Jackie Robinson day and nothing the day after. They were okay there, so everything was good there. Just so Mr. Parker, I, I checked out some things out for him so he could relax here. The Twins and the Mets. Lou Gehrig Day, neither team has anything else planned on those days, so that's good. And on Roberto Clemente Day, they don't have anything else planned either. 
but here's where he might bark. Roberto Clemente Day for the Mets. September 15th, but that's a home game for the Mets. Shouldn't the Pirates be a home on Roberto Clemente Day? Yes. I, I, I'm trying not to stir the pot. I'm just saying. Why don't you figure that? But again, the schedules had to get rechanged because of the lockout, but I'm calling my shot now. Rob Parker, I'm sure, is going to write another nasty article then about that. So there. Tony Gwynn. Fun fact of the day. Tony Gwynn averaged 21 Ks per year in his career. That's per year. Last year, 152 players had struck out at least 21 times before April was over. Wow. <laughs> He'd do that a year. That's a great quote right there. That's a great uh, stat. Some of these 20 Gwynn stats you look up now just blow your mind compared to today's players. And remember, for the listeners out there that, that aren't familiar, an average major league everyday player has 500 to 600 at-bats a season. So yes. 21 times his average for the entire year. Wow. Yep. Ricky Henderson breaks the Soul Braves record in 1991. I bring this up because Ricky Henderson was getting 100 soul bases a year, easy if not more, because – Blowing people with numbers. Today, for the Mets, Marte got his stolen base number 300 of his career. Ricky would have had that like in three years. That's how the game has changed from the 80s to now is there is no stolen base. There is, but there is no stolen base threats. There's no Ricky Henderson. There's no Tim Raines. There's no Vince Coleman. And if you had those guys that were stolen base guys at that, that would get rid of the shift for a lot of players too. You put a good stolen base guy on and a pull hitter, they're not going to do the shift. That It would be, it'd be silly, I think. And you can see more and more guys. Like uh, the other day I saw a guy, he had a went opposite field, left-hand hitter, so he goes opposite field because he had the shift on, and it dribbled out to the outfield. He was going to second all the way. As he slid in the second safe, the guy took his foot off the base and he took off for third because there was no one at third base. They were all still standing around from the shift. So I've, there's been bunt doubles and bunt triples by left-handers. That's all you got to learn to do, and you'll get rid of the shift. Yep, interesting. Some girls' basketball notes here. The alum, or Minnetonka High School as you people call it, I've hired a new basketball coach, Brian, uh, former Hopkins girls basketball coach, Coach Kozgroff, uh, who led Hopkins to seven state championships in 21 years. It's going to take over. This is all from the Star Tribune. Uh, I'm going to talk about it Tuesday. Uh, coach had Kozgroff had come up with a record of 569 and 67 before he exited at the COVID shortened season which I believe was Paige Becker's last year. Yes. Um, yep. And he'll be replacing Coach Leo, who's stepped down this year, we talked about from Minnetonka, um, amid accusations that a member of her team had made, some offensive remarks. So she just walked away. Uh, she coached Minnetonka the 4A state title in 2016, beating that Minnetonka, or that Hopkins school 61-52. Um, Cosgrove, is the physical education teacher at Providence Academy 
was the assistant with the girls' basketball team, which won the 2A state title this year. So it's not like he's been sitting around twiddling thumbs. He's still involved. Yeah, he is He is uh, one of the best coaches in the state of Minnesota's history for, for girls' basketball. Yep. And going from Hopkins all those years to not a bad team, which you sometimes yep. see a coach will come in and try to rebuild it and try to get some momentum. Right. Tonka is already good. And they're in with that tough Chaska bracket in that section right. who always has good basketball teams for girls. So that'll be very good. He could take the, that team to the next level altogether. But Minnetonka did have those issues last year with the remarks, so hopefully he could put that fire out and get back to business. That's interesting. Go for basketball. Uh, Ryan James reporting on Twitter that Dawson Garcia has committed to Minnesota uh, with his campus area, former Prior Lake Minnesota transfer, uh, one time a four-star recruit, leaving North Carolina who made the Final Four. Coming home to the Gophs. So interesting. Timberwolves. They're in this little playoff run. Squeaked one out Saturday night by a point to tie that series at two in the first round with the Grizzlies, who are the uh, two seed in that bracket. So it's 2 2 going back to uh, Memphis on Tuesday. And then Friday, they don't have a time yet because, well, TV. So we'll just leave it at that. In the wild, uh, don't have a score from tonight, but they uh, rattled off four last week to end the week and coming in the end of the season here pretty hot. They are in the playoffs right now. Playoffs for today, they would be going against St. Louis, who swept them this year. Interesting. So that's not good. Minnesota's second place, tied with St. Louis. So uh, we all know that goes in every sport, though. Just because St. Louis swept them in the year does not mean they're going to – control them in the playoffs either. So we'll see how that works out. Hockey news from the Gophers. The Penguins have named Team USA gold medalist Amanda Kessel as the first participant uh, in the new Penguins executive management program. Uh, Former Gopher player from Wisconsin, her brother Phil, still plays with Arizona. She was on Team USA. She played for the Gophers. Had to cut her career short because of concussion issues. She is now back front office for the Pittsburgh Penguins. So congrats oh, to that. Amanda. That's interesting. Very good. That family is very, very famous in Gopher hockey, Minnesota hockey history. Their dad, her brother. So nice. I, I'm sure they didn't name get her just for a name. They got her because she knows hockey. It's in her blood. It's in her DNA. She knows both ends of it. Player, the paperwork side, the office side of it. So that should be a good move for Pittsburgh. And the Penguins are a smart organization. Marty Lemieux's been heading up, so they're not just grabbing names to grab. They're going to find someone good. Minnesota United, the MSL, will be hosting the 2022 All-Star Game over at Allianz Field. Um, the MLS All-Star Game will face off as All-Stars from Mexico, Mexico's top soccer league. Uh, the game was a rematch for the 2021 All-Star Game, set for 7.30 p.m. on August 20th. Last year's game between the two teams ended in a 1-1 draw, and the MLS All-Stars eventually won on penalty kicks. So a, a stadium that in January was two degrees can sell out for a soccer game. Pretty sure it's going to be a hot ticket in town right there for that All-Star oh, game. Oh, yes. August 20th. Yes. Our boy Marshawn Lynch. This week, Bart bought part ownership in the Seattle Kraken. 
Um, those of you who watch on YouTube can see all the other companies he does own part of. He's kind of become the sh like a Shaquille O'Neal revised a little of everything. Activision Games, Progressive, Pepsi, Microsoft, Nike, Skittles, uh, Beast Mode, which is obviously his, his own. Um, Oakland Roots Records, um, NRG, he's NFLPA, he's part of that. Marshawn's not just blowing his money on his money on weed. He's making some smart investments. Uh, I got a picture of it on our Facebook page. The day Marshawn Lynch signed and got part ownership. He's out driving the Zamboni in the ice doing donuts with it. So business mode for beast mode. Congrats to him. Nice wow. to see players doing well financially like this, not you know, looking for handouts later on. All right. The reason we're here, Major League Baseball. Here we go. The Rays last night notched an extra inning walk-off win against the Red Sox after losing a combined no-hitter in the 10th. A combined no-hitter because going into that game, the Red Sox, it was what some people call a throwaway game or a bullpen game. Um, with a lot of the games being made up, you're going to see a lot, this, a lot more. I'm not a real fan of it. You're going to pay a starting pitcher $20 million a year. You're going to get your butt out there for 30 or 40 starts. But, so they had a bullpen game started. There's their lineup. Wow. For their pitchers. Two innings, two-thirds of an inning, two innings, inning in the third, da 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 That first name on there, I looked him up. It looked familiar. He's one of us, born in Stillwater, Minnesota. Now, Okay. That's what says on CBS, but then you go to Wikipedia. He went to River Falls High School, born and raised River Falls, University of Wisconsin, Stevens Point. But Andy, it says River Falls here, but your other thing says Stillwater. But I checked with my friend Rad McNally, the map people. Stillwater is a half hour away. That's probably where the hospital was. So he went to Stillwater to be born, born in Stillwater, Minnesota. He's one of us. So surprised CCO didn't have a big story about it tonight. But one of us threw in a combined no-hitter yesterday. Congrats to the, the Rays team. Miggy was the seventh player in history with 3,000 hits and 500 home runs. Here's some nice names to be on that list. Hank Aaron, A-Rod, Pujols, who's still active. Uh, Willie Mays, Rafael Palmero. Eddie Murray, and now Miggy. Uh, Palmero and A-Rod are the only two with uh, the steroid asterisks, if anyone's going to have that. But um, Eddie Murray, 504, 3255 for hits. So that's a nice group of company to be in there right there for Mr. Cabrera. Hmm. Oakland A's AAA affiliate attendance the other night, 5,607 people. The Oakland A's major league attendance that same night was 3,728. Ouch. They've had attendance records of 2,000 for the A's this year. That's what I said earlier. The Gopher softball is drawing 1,000 and selling out. Oakland A's are drawing 2,000. So I looked it up. Last year, total tournament attendance was 21,000 for the Minnesota Baseball Association. Most since 59. 1,504 for the championship game alone, which we were at. So that's 1,500 at one game for Minnesota Town Ball. Just over 2,000 for the Oakland A's professional team. 
Town Ball on the Rise, uh, like we mentioned earlier, Fox 9, Watertown, we're going to be here. In the, area, in the era of social media, Town Ball popularity is, is rising. There's more coverage now than ever before. Every Tuesday, Fox 9 goes to a new ballpark and covers a game and unique stories from the team and the town. Fox Sports North, now Bally Sports, did an eight-episode documentary on Town Ball, Minnesota. Documentary can be found on Amazon Prime Video. There are some other ways, too, such as Town Ball Tuesday, a couple of guys on Twitter who love baseball and try to make it as many games as possible. There's even a book on Town Ball ballparks. 2021 saw the highest state tournament attendance since 1959. Now, those two guys are not Dan and I, but they have um, one guy on there, Rhino, has been on the show a couple times. Um, they are a good follow on the Twitter, and they're good guys. We run into them. You can see them at one of the games. Say hi, but don't mention our names. Rhino and Marty are town Marty, ball Tuesday yeah. guys. Yes. They're very nice guys. You catch up to them. You better have at least 15 minutes to kill because they will talk your ear off. The Mets. Like I said, I'll cover some Mets stuff. Dan's going to have some twin notes, so just relax. We'll cover the local team too. Right now, there's the Mets are kind of flipping back between Dom Smith and Pete Alonso at first. The way this is working out is because of the DH, the universal DH. Um, so they're both still getting their at-bats. One's right-handed here, one's left-handed here, so it's still working out that way. I think you're going to see Dom get a lot of games at first base because I think he's going to get traded this year. If Unless it's working out and it's going great and they're winning the division, maybe. But he's – I don't want to say he's expendable. He's a good player, don't get me wrong. But – if DeGrom's MRIs don't come back well this week or, or TJ Walker don't come back as a pitcher very well, Dom might be on the first bus out of town. Michael Conforto of the Mets, free agent. Uh, his agent, Scott Boris, so he's going to ask for a lot of money. Last week, Michael went under successful so shoulder surgery. Uh, he's going to make a full recovery, but he's going to be out all year, and he'll be a free agent going the next year. So watch for him to get a good cake. He's a good player. So we'll see. And I don't wish ill on anyone. Him being out all year right now is going to help the Mets with the whole Dom Smith, Pete Alonso situation at first. This is one more good bat we don't have to worry about trying to fit in this year. Met player to watch, Travis Jankowski. Another good game for him today. Uh, there's his line score. He's got a handful of games, and he's been playing since 2012. He was drafted by the Padres. Um, got his first RBI today and a bases loaded walk. Got a nice hit up the middle. And he's got some nice flow. He's still got the long hair. Good flow. Um, wore the nickname Fred on his player's weekend jersey. Was nicknamed Fred after Fred Rogers from the Mr. Rogers Neighborhood Show by his older brother and sister because he would watch the television program when he returned home from school. So, Fred. Classy. I, I, I don't even want to know. You don't want to know what my nickname would be if I, based on TV shows when I got home. We're not going to go down that road. But uh, he is a good player. Um, not just saying because he's got the flow and he's with the Mets. Watch his games, especially the one today. Nice, tall, lanky player, left-handed hitter, nice arm, center fielder, smart kid. Um, so keep an eye on him for players to watch. So injury reports from the Mets. Sean Reed Foley leaves the game with leg cramping. Uh, and they lost Saturday to the Diamondbacks. He had some leg cramps. We'll see how it goes. 
David Peterson got set down Triple A. Peterson had just pitched a good game before that. We got to make room for uh, TJ Walker to come back. You're going to see David Peterson come back. This is just how the game's going to be played this year. Make room for pitchers. You need another guy to come up. It's not that he's bad. He got sent down. It's just the name of the game. You could send him down, call up a fresh arm. Now this guy could pitch right away while Peterson gets his days of rest for his next start. Uh, so keep an eye on that with pitchers. Doesn't mean per se they did bad. Just it's the game they're playing right now. And DeGrom goes in again for a, a CT scan and MRI on the 22nd. We'll see what happens from there. Um, the sad thing is this is a contract year for DeGrom, so we'll see what happens. I hope he can come back. I just hope. And last year when he was throwing the great numbers, I keep told, telling everybody, enjoy it while you can because you never know. Sure enough, he got injured. It's going to be a year since his last start coming up pretty soon. Let's just hope it wasn't a what-if type of career for him. Hopefully he can come back and be okay, and we're not going, what kind of career could he have had? Here is the Mets schedule last week and coming up. Uh, that with the win today against the D-backs, they go to St. Louis for, for three. Scherzer will be pitching in one of those games, returning to his hometown. The next weekend against the Phillies. There is the standings as of tonight. Mets, four games in front of Miami. Atlanta, five out. Philadelphia, five out. Washington, six and a half. And for those of you who care, as of right now, as we sit here, the magic number is 143. Wow. That's what I'm going to say. Well played. Well, I'll just sneak that in there. One last note, AEW and ROH, um, since we've taught the last, like we said, Tony Khan, owner of AEW, has bought ROH. Um, he's going to run them as two separate companies, but you can see a lot of AEW con uh, guys go there, I think, coming up. Might get rid of some of the wrestlers on his YouTube shows and make that the ROH uh, crew for now. Some ROH guys are going to come back. Maybe he'll do one pay-per-view year where they cross over, see how that goes. Let's just hope. I think wrestling fans are smart enough to know that he's not going to ruin this, or let's hope he doesn't ruin it. Um, so let's enjoy it for what it is, what we can, uh, before the talent gets deleted and spread out too thin, and he signs too many people to big money, and then he loses it all. So let's just hope he's smart with the money and handle it all, and we're all good. That's what I got, sir. That's my bit for the sports segment of today's show. Uh, like I said, I watched the Mets game today from Arizona. They looked good. Um, Arizona record-wise isn't doing that well, but they got some good young players on that team for Arizona. Uh, Mets played them last weekend and this weekend, so we got a lot of games for them done. Watch for Arizona in a couple, three years. They can keep everybody together and not throw them all away like Cincinnati did. And congratulations to Cincinnati. First 11-game losing streak of the year. Wow, this early. Yeah, they finally won a game today, so they're 3-15 and 15 or something like that, yeah. So they've already had the 11-game losing streak. Congratulations to the Reds on that one. So lots of fun going on there. Um, a lot of things going on with the Blue Jays and the Yankees trying to get into Toronto for games because of COVID, you can't. And funny... Cora, the coach, the manager for the Red Sox, has come down with COVID, so he can't even travel now. So, uh, not that they're using excuses, but that's just again 
the era we're in right now for it, you know, for sports. So you might see a lot of players getting jumbled because of that too. They send someone to the minor league team, call up others, so you could send a full squad to Canada to play Toronto. Do you try to bump your pitching rotation so a guy pitches right before you leave so he doesn't miss a start and it's no big deal? Yeah, it adds another layer of complexity. Yep. So American League East managers have to be smart on that, unless, of course, you're Baltimore, you're not smart, then who cares? But one thing I'm going to add before you give your Miggy answer, uh, because there was was actually a betting line in Vegas on it. Miggy's first career hit was a home run. Hit number 1,000 was a home run. Hit number 2,000 was a home run. So there was a betting line that his 3,000th hit would be a home run. Okay, really? Just like Dave Winfield's 3,000th hit was a home run in the Metrodome. Paul Molitor's was a triple. And Miguel should have had 3,000 against the Yankees, but Aaron Boone gave one of these to walk him. The fans booed. And Miggy's like, we're winning the game. Quiet. <laughs> you know, he's a team player. That's the type yeah, of guy you want. Yes. You know. But back to your answer, sir. What is the answer to the trivia question? Miggie, Miguel Cabrera. The question is this. Had his 3,000 hit this week, yesterday. And the question is, when, the month and the year, did he make his first Major League Baseball hit? And what team was he playing for at the time? So what have you got, Andy? What do you uh, think it is? I know the team is the Marlins, but they were the Florida Marlins back at the time. Yes, they were the Florida Marlins. That's that's part of the trick, the brain teaser question of it. So you got that right. Florida Marlins. I want to say okay, the Marlins got the won the World Series in 2001. And he got a ring from that. So I'm gonna say 2000. He came up the year before that. It was 2003, I think. Oh, the three oh the one series after that. Okay. So it was oh. after, so it was June of 2003, got called up and his first hit, he was 0 for 4 in the game. They went extra innings. He came up, hit a home run uh, to win the game. Now, so his first hit in the majors, in the bigs, was a dinger, a walk-off winner. Walk-off, as we say. Yes. A walk-off. So he had a walk-off home run for his first major league hit. Now, he hit it to dead center in Tampa Bay. Guess who was the Rays' manager? Or guess who was the Rays center fielder? That the ball sailed over his head. Um, majestic home run. Trying to think who was playing for the Rays then. I got nothing. Rocco Baldelli. Oh, wow. So he was the center fielder when Miguel Cabrera hit his very first home run and a walk-off win. Rocco Baldelli, the current Twins manager was the center fielder back then for the race. So I figured you'd like this question. Yes. And I saw one picture of Miggy in his, must've been the 2004 or five world series where they played the Red Sox. Here's a little skinny Miggy up there and uh, Roger Clemens pitching to him. You know, you think Clemens pitched so long ago. That was the beginning of Miggy's career, you know? So, but he does have a right from when he was with the Marlins. Not many guys can say that. Well, I've got some other sports news now. Yes. We're, we're about, what, 15 games into the Major League season, yep. 15, 18 games. Yep. And you had made a comment for preseason. We'd made a comment that 
know, Cincinnati doesn't look good. Baltimore doesn't look good. Oakland A's are giving away everyone. Right. In the preseason trades. Guess who's in second place or third place in the West with a winning record? The Oakland A's. Right. They have a winning record with hardly any talent and all young guys on there. They traded away all their big guys to get young talent. They're another team that's going to, you have to watch in a couple of years. They're going to be good, but they figured this is going to be a throwaway season, but you had already predicted accurately. Watch these guys. They will be hanging around. Yep. They, they always do till August. They're always in the conversation. Yep. So there'll be now guess who's in the uh, first place in the West is the Seattle Mariners. Yes. Tough time getting past them and, and the Twins fans, I, I think we're thinking, oh, this will be another season, uh, another bad twin season. Well, Seattle's tough. Yeah. Now the Twins find themselves in first place right now by a half game in the American League Central. Uh, first place, sweeping the White Sox. With a 500 record in first they, place. Uh, yeah, are they, are they even five? Are they 500 now? Today's win made it 500, yeah. They're 500 for the first time all season. So watch those guys. The Yankees in the East have up to 10 wins now already. So they're they're in the lead, but boy, that Toronto is going to be tough uh, in that conference, uh, in that division. And, and that blows me with the Yankees because Garrett Cole can't hit water from a boat, and yet they're in first place. Your stud pitcher, who you're paying umpteen million to, struggling, yet you're in first place. Yeah, and I think Josh Donaldson, who's over there, is, is batting yeah. 82 or something. Yeah. You know, um, so it's all interesting. It's all relative. It's fun stuff, but we're early in the season, but we're at that 15 game game hump and now the weather's starting to get nice and it's going to, we'll see how things shake out. Yep. Now, speaking of baseball, local amateur baseball, you touched on that game June 10th in Watertown, uh, amateur baseball, some games I think kicked off already yesterday, uh, some early games, non-conference, of course, the conference games haven't kicked in. But some teams have gotten a game under their belt already, I believe, in a Minnesota Town Ball. Also, with the fact with Minnesota Federal League, it's an over 35 baseball league. First games were scheduled for yesterday. Several were rained out or postponed. A couple got underway. One, in fact, I think was was played in River Falls, Wisconsin. It brought them up earlier. They have a nice turf uh, field. They got that game in. You're not worried about how wet the field is. So a couple games are under the belt for over 35 and Town Ball. Now. I know everyone's been waiting, but USFL now has two weeks done. It's a 10-week season for the eight-team league. They're done with two full weeks now, and uh, week three is coming up here this weekend. So that will be interesting. All those games are down in Alabama, down in Birmingham. They're, they're two weeks in. Now, last thing, wins. Let's see. WNBA. The WNBA the US was held. When we got to the USFL, what do you think of the TV coverage of it so far? So far, I like it. I like their every game is on television. Uh, some are on Channel USA, some are Fox Sports North, some are NBC, some are uh, Peacock. They're all covered. I don't mind the coverage. I like it. Uh, it's very basic, but it works. I, I'm okay with the camera angles. It's kind of what XFL did their first year with the cameraman right on the field or little drones. I guess the only thing I got against it is when they do, they'll do like one drive where you're hearing the coach and the quarterback back yes. and forth. I'm not that big a football guy where I don't know what a double Oklahoma sleep left with zero coverage means. So, you know, so to me, that part loses it for you because I'm not that big a football guy. Now, that's a good, that's a good point. And I think the reason they do that, Andy, is 
Uh, I listened to a couple of those this weekend myself, and, and what they do is they explain it usually before before the play takes off. Right. Say, Here's what to expect. Here's usually the blocking, uh, the coverage, if it's a run to the left or to the right. I've watched a few of those in. Um, I also don't know what a lot of the terminology is myself nowadays, uh, but they do explain it, what's coming, and sometimes they use the telestrator to say, yeah. look at this guy up here, look at the run, and they draw an arrow to say, here's where they're going to run, and then you see it happen. It's interesting yeah. that way, too, for people learning the game. It's very interesting. But they do have the cameras with the drones uh, flying mm -hmm. overhead on kickoffs, mainly. They've Some players sky, have cameras, too. That sky cam camera going yeah. back and forth on the wires. And then several players and, mic and refs are mic'd up and yep. videoed up, almost with yep. a GoPro uh, you know, video yep. in the helmet. So you can see the hits coming. You can see the tackles being made uh, as if you were that person. So some of that they're trying out and implementing USFL is once again a more of a minor league system but they try things out like that league in the Atlantic coast for the major league baseball they'll do yeah. all their experiments there things that work they'll present them possibly to use in the NFL in the future so some of these things they will try and the ones that fail um, they'll let it they'll let it go but they'll, yep. it's a, it's a beta testing ground uh, yeah and i like it cuz it's new to me i don't know what it means yes so it's, intriguing. So it's educational um, as yeah. well, but the games themselves are, I mean, they're football. You may, you may like it, you may not, but I'm in a fantasy football league now. And For that own. We started a, a week late because this online league wasn't ready. So I won my first game actually, but now there are people playing USFL fantasy football. So yeah. it's out there. Um, now my last note on the WNBA, yeah. there was the draft. Mm -hmm. They go three rounds in the WNBA. And we've been watching and covering UConn, UConn basketball this year. And so they had three seniors electing into the draft. All three were taken by various teams in the second round. No first rounders, but they went in the second. UConn Huskies had three. One was uh, Kristen Williams, their leading scorer. You know, Paige Beckers was out for a bunch of the year. Kristen Williams, uh, number 13, became their leading scorer this year. She was drafted by the Washington Mystic. And just this last week, injured in practice, she's going to require surgery on her ankle. She's out for the entire year. I was reading that this morning. Yeah. So that was kind of a shocker. But uh, yeah, three from UConn. Now the Gophers got a gal from North Carolina State and South Dakota. Yep, came home. Yep. So a local, uh, local gal there. But always fun to watch. Their season kicks in here with a couple of preseason games here. I think this week or next, this and next week, perhaps. I think this week yep. and next week. And then Practicing. the season kicks off already. Yep. WNBA is always fun to go to. Again, like we said with the WNBA, or there's some Division II sports. The reason I love them is they're not trying to be on ESPN. They're trying to win and play and have fun. So That's all I've got for today. It'll be interesting now with baseball kicking into high gear. And, boy, you know, the, this, this, the wild hockey is going to be fun to watch for the playoffs to the Grizzlies versus the Wolves, we'll know next time we have our next show, that'll already be done. Yep. Wolves will either advance or they'll be eliminated, but uh, the Wild look good. Yep. Uh, it's nice It's nice when everybody's playing, when they're all in the playoffs. Because uh, locally here, and I don't care where you're watching a show, I'm sure it's that way everywhere locally. If you're in Nashville and the Predators are out of the, play, the playoffs for hockey, they casually mention, oh, so-and-so won the Stanley Cup last night. They don't mention the rest of the playoffs. So while they're in the playoffs here and you're a hockey fan, you're hosed. No one covers it locally, you know. So it's kind of nice to hear it for a little bit. 
the Wilds can get through a couple rounds, you almost kind of have to finish it. The Timberwolves can make it a couple rounds. The local news will have to keep following it. Yeah. And that make it a casual mention at the bottom. Oh, by the way, you know, all we got to say is the Timberwolves are in the playoffs and the Lakers aren't. Not very often that can be said. No, that's true. So we gotta we gotta take this take this horse and ride it all the way we can. That's fun. A lot of fan support there too, and um, good stuff. So we'll have more next week uh, at the same time here, and uh, we'll go from there. Look forward to our show on the music segment coming up later Thursday night. Thursday night, yes. Music only. We're gonna cover tours, concerts, new releases, albums, album of the week, all that fun stuff. Uh, local Minnesota Music Hall of Fame was this week, so we'll cover some of that stuff. So those bands that were put in and bands are going to go, hey, you guys talked about that. Yeah, we did. All right. That's all I got for this week. Have a good week. See ya.